Acts chapter 10, verse 38. And before we get to the next part of the service, this is the service because it's the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost wants to help you. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. And uh, somebody said, well, this plan? No, it wasn't planned with my head, but it's planned by God. And so when we get in his... Uh, presence and worship like this, a lot of times the Lord begin to speak speak to the minister about helping people in a specific way. And that song there really sparked some things in me that the Lord wants to do for you if you need help today, if this is you. Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. How many know that Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 says Jesus Christ is the same? Yesterday, today, and forever. And in Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, he said, In his name shall we cast out devils. In his name shall we lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's on the name, the name of Jesus. We're going to be preaching about that name in just a little bit. But the Lord spoke this specifically in my heart in that song there about all that power, all that power we have. Well, power's no good unless you use it. Power's no good unless you release it. And the power of God is always released in the name of Jesus. So the Lord spoke this to me for you today. That if you're oppressed of the devil, then Jesus wants me to lay hands on you today and we'll get that off of you. And what does that mean? Well, the way he's spoken to me is this. Oppressed means you're being pressed down. You got pressure. Think about that. Pressed. I didn't think about it. Just now what I'm saying it. Pressed comes from pressure. If you got pressure on you in your life, you're a Christian, you love Jesus... Yet there's pressure on you that you keep giving in to and you wish you didn't. You know, you may be depressed for no reason. You wake up, you think, I love Jesus. Then depression just comes every day. Just depression, depression, woe is me. Or it may be addictions to something. You know, addictions can cover a lot of things. There's, of course, there's alcohol addictions. There's drug addictions. Even addictions to pornography. There's food addictions. There's a lot of different kinds of addictions. Addiction is something that's destroying your life. And you don't want to do it, but you keep doing it. The Bible talks about strongholds. Well, strongholds means it's something that has a hold on you in a strong way. That's what an oppression is. And so, you know, if you're in the service today, and there's something maybe I mentioned or I didn't mention, but you know that this is talking to me, I know that I've been oppressed to the devil. That doesn't mean you're possessed of the devil. That's a whole different thing. Oppressed just means he's putting pressure on you. And you've prayed. You've sought God, yet that pressure's there. Well, the good news is this is your day. This is your morning. God wants you today to be delivered of that pressure. So if that's you, I just ask you to get out of your seat and come up here. I want to lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. And God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed to the devil. God wants that off of you, and he wants it off of you today. And I'm going to lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. And I want to say this, how things work in the spiritual arena. 
You know, I, I just so much am so conscious of the spiritual arena. In my prayer closet this morning, I was, I was studying, reading about things, refreshing myself with the fact that I live in two worlds. You live in two worlds. We're in a spiritual world and we're in a natural world. Well, what takes place in the spiritual world changes the natural world. Satan takes advantage of you and natural things, will press in your mind, your body, and things that are in contact with this world, but it's for the spiritual arena. And so, you know, man looks to a lot of people for help, a lot of ways for help, psychologists, psychiatrists. I know they're good in their own fields, the things they do. Look to medication, the things that they're good in the things they do. But when you're oppressed of the devil, all the medication is going to do is going to camouflage the symptoms because it's going to be a spiritual answer. And so I'm going to lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. I'm going to command Satan to take his oppression and his pressure off of you in Jesus' name. And listen to me closely. It depends on where you are in your walk with God. If you're kind of young and the Lord don't know a lot, then it's possible you'll feel a lot. You'll feel things all over you. If you've been walking with God for a while, then you know things by faith. And you know, by faith, when hands laid on you in the name of Jesus, things take place whether you feel like it or not. And the Bible tells us, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, says that everything give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And so that means you're giving thanks for bad things that have happened, but you're giving thanks that He's working in your life. So when I lay hands on you, your part to receive, it's going to happen when I lay hands on you because the Bible says so. But your part to receive the maximum benefit of it is this, in your heart and with words out of your mouth. Just say whatever you want to say, but it's got to be with, thank you, Jesus, you set me free. Thank you, Lord, the pastor laid hands on me in your name. And I know, Jesus, you're the one that set me free. Amen. So I'm going to lay hands on you when I do whatever it is that stronghold's been. You may feel something, may not feel something. In the spirit, spiritual arena, Satan has departed your premises. Amen, amen. Congregate, stay hooked up. Just hold your hands this way and pray in tongues if you want to. But the main thing is, God's going to do some things today. These people aren't just up here because, wow, man, that, that, that was just a lucky thing. He did. No, it wasn't luck. God called it out. Because God called it out, people's lives are changing today. Satan, I break your power off this man in the name of Jesus. Every evil spirit you put to, out here to oppress, put pressure on him right now. I command you to loose him. Let him go. Get out of here now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God in Bill, on Bill, all over Bill, Lord, that he's free in the name of Jesus. That oppression. Oppression, pressure, get off Ilea right now in the name of Jesus. Every demon spirit's been assigned to attack her, to hold her in bondage. I command you to leave right now. In Jesus' name. I don't mean maybe. I mean go now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we just want to thank you. Thank you, Lord, for saturation of the Spirit. Saturation of the Spirit in her, Lord, right now. In Jesus' name, Lord. I thank you. This is a new day. This is a new day. Her family's going to see it. Her co-workers are going to see it. Her friends are going to see it. And, Father, I just want to thank you. You're going to look at her and say, wow, girl, you're new. She's going to say, yeah, I'm free. Jesus set me free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I break the power of these things in the name of Jesus. Every evil thing has been assigned to harass Shannon and try to overtake her and hurt her. I bind you and I break your power for her right now in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. Let loose and go. And, Father, I want to thank you right now that your spirit, your spirit's absolutely saturated her. 
filling her to overflowing right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I think it's a new day. It's a new way. People are going to see a new girl right here, Lord, walking for the joy of the Lord, the peace of the Lord. She's always had it, but she's free to walk in it now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every evil thing has been assigned to oppress Dennis. Everything put pressure on him. I break your power right now in the name of Jesus, Satan. This is God's property. You, you depart right now. You desist. You desist in your maneuvers in Jesus' name. Loose him and let him go. And Father, I want to thank you. Thank you, Lord, for filling him, saturating him. Thank you for the power of God in his life. Thank you, Lord, for showing yourself strong that people are going to see a new dentist. A new dentist because that pressure's off in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I just want to thank you and praise you. You're the one that said that Jesus is the same yesterday and forever. That Jesus always went about, still goes about, healing all that oppressed of the devil. I break this oppression in the name of Jesus. Every evil spirit assigned to Gianna, I say, Satan, you lose her and let her go right now. In Jesus' name. We're not playing games. We don't mean maybe. I say, get out of here and go in the name of Jesus. And Father, I just want to thank you right now. Right now for a fresh peace, a fresh joy, a fresh love, and just a brand new relationship starting right now today. Lord, she's free to serve you. She's free to worship you, Lord. She's free to study the Word of God. She's free to preach her Christianity to everybody that will listen, Lord. We thank you for that freedom in Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every foul spirit of oppression that's been assigned here, I rebuke you by the blood of Jesus. Satan, you take your hands off her in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just want to thank you that Leanne is your child. She's your daughter, Lord. And your word says whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I declare her freedom right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for saturating her, filling her with the power of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. name. Hallelujah. Oppression. Oppression. Get off a rosy right now in the name of Jesus. Every evil spirit assigned here, I rebuke by the blood of Jesus. I rebuke by the blood of Jesus. Satan, cease and desist your operations here in Jesus' name. Lord, I release, I release the Spirit of God in her to come out of her in Jesus' name and just minister from the inside out, Lord, by the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord. I just want to thank you. What's on the inside coming out bigger on the outside than ever before, than ever before, Lord. I want to thank you. This girl's free. This girl's free, Lord. This girl's free to dance, to sing, to shout, to run. To praise you, Lord. She's free. She's free in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Satan, I rebuke you by the blood of Jesus. Take your hands off Mike right now in Jesus' name. Every oppressive force, every demonic thing trying to come to him in the name of Jesus. Get off his mind. Get off his mind now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I just want to thank you. That stupid little thing that's trying to camp on his head is out of here in Jesus' name. And, Lord, saturate him with your spirit. Lord, oh, cause him to rise up big, Lord. You said greater sins in Mike than he is in the world. I thank you for the greater one coming out, Lord. You said the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Lord, I thank you love, joy, and peace is rising up like never before. And people thought Mike was on fire for you before. Lord, I want to thank you. They're going to see it now in a bigger way because that little oppressive thing's out of here in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Oppression, get off of Dylan right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
I bind, I rebuke in the name of Jesus every evil spirit been assigned to Dylan, every, every goofy religious thing that tried to hook onto him. I bind you and I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, Satan, you loose him and let him go. Father, I want to thank you that Jesus is the one that told us in his name do we cast out devils. We have authority over all demon spirits in the name of Jesus. And Satan, this is God's property. You cannot have Dylan. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just want to thank you for Dylan. Walking strong in you and the power of your might. Being the man of God you called him to be. And Lord, I just want to thank you in the name of Jesus. That Dylan can shout by faith. He can praise by faith. He can worship by faith. Because he knows he belongs to you, Lord. You're his and he's yours. And Lord, I just want to thank you. It's a new day for Dylan in the name of Jesus. He's filled. He's healed. He's thrilled in the name of Jesus. That's Dylan. Amen. 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 Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Every oppressive, every foul spirit tried, tried to hold this beautiful woman of God in bondage. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. And Father, I just want to thank you. You're the one that said, in the name of Jesus, demons have to flee. In the name of Jesus, people are set free. In the name of Jesus, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I loose her to serve you. I loose her to worship you, to follow after you. I loose her to be the woman of God you call her to be. Lord, saturate her with your spirit. Fill her to overflowing, Lord. Causing her bubble up with praise and joy, Lord. Speaking in her prayer language. Loving you, serving you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, I want to thank you that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just want to thank you for Amber. Lord, I want to thank you since she's a woman of God. She loves you. She serves you. She belongs to you. Every foul, oppressive spirit tried to hold her back, tried to hold her down, tried to depress her, put her under... I rebuke you by the blood of Jesus, Satan. I command you to leave the premises now in Jesus' name and don't ever come back. I break those power of those oppressive things in Jesus' name. And Father, I just want to thank you again that you did say whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So I declare Amber's free in Jesus' name, Lord, to serve you, to follow you, to shout and praise you and to worship you. And be the woman of God you call her to be, Lord. I just want to thank you for the Spirit of God filling her to overflowing, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Oh, we got two more come up. I didn't see the latecomers. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Man. Amen. Hallelujah. Satan, I rebuke you by the blood of Jesus. Everything trying to oppress Jesse tried to hold him back, tried to put him down, tried to put him under. I rebuke you by the blood of Jesus. And, Lord, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you, Lord, for the joy of his salvation. I want to thank you, Lord. This is a mighty man of God, a mighty man of faith. Satan can't hold him back, can't hold him down. Everything assigned to him to try to put him down or put him under, I rebuke by the blood of Jesus. And, Lord, I just want to thank you for Jesse walking in the joy of the Lord, walking in the joy of his salvation. Walking in the goodness of God. And everywhere he goes, he'll freely be able to talk about Christ to all who will listen, Lord. For you're with him. And we want to thank you that he's freed in you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke every oppressive thing off of Susan in the name of Jesus. Satan, I break your power. Every evil thing that you've assigned to her to try to hurt her, depress her, or hold her back. I rebuke you right now in Jesus' name. I command you to loose her and let her go. 
And Father, I want to thank you right now through laying on of hands. There's a fresh anointing coming on Susan. Coming into her heart. Coming into her soul. Coming on her flesh even, Lord. I'll thank you for the anointing of God. And Lord, you told us the anointing is the, is the, is the bird removing, yoke destroying power of God. It's the presence of Jesus. I thank you for a fresh presence in her life, Lord. That people are going to see a fresh joy. A fresh presence. And Lord, everybody's going to know because it's Susan. She loves you. She serves you. That's Jesus. Look what Jesus did for Susan, Lord. We just want to thank you for that feeling in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oppression. Stay off of Jesse in the name of Jesus. Every demon's been aside to try to hold him back, put him down, or keep him under. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just want to thank you. You're the one that said. You're the one that said, we cast out devils in the name of Jesus. You're the one that said, lay hands on sick and they shall recover. And so it's through your name, Jesus, that I believe you're doing great things in Jesse's life right now. Lord, I believe you're filling him, you're saturating him, and Jesse's going to be a different man, Lord. He's always a blessing, full of joy and peace anyway. But I want to thank you, Lord. It's going to be even greater now. It's going to be even greater now because of the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. You're good. Your mercy endures forever. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I love Jesus. I, amen. And you know, I, I just want to say, say something. A lot I want to say. I don't know how much I can say on a Sunday morning. But I want to say this. You know, we was watching... We were watching something on the news a couple days ago, and some politician said, Oh, Jesus Christ. And I thought, quit talking about my Lord that way. He's not a cuss word. There's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to talk about the name of Jesus. We're going to talk about Jesus Christ and then Merry Christmas, a lot of things. But I want to tell you, that song right there stirred up the Jesus in me. The Jesus in me loves people, wants to help people. Sets people free from oppression. Sets people free from satanic bondage and things so people can be who they're supposed to be. Can you imagine what this nation, what our world would be like with all the Christians that believe in Jesus, walked in the light of that revelation, that Jesus Christ was the same yesterday, today, and forever? And if Christians read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if Christians read the book of Acts, what they see about the Jesus that lives in them, how they would live, what they could do, Wow, what a changed world. Somebody give the Lord a hand. Amen. Let's see. A couple of things we want to do. Number one, if you need an outline and didn't get one yet, hold up your hand. The ushers will give you an outline. If you need one of these, didn't get one, hold it up. And I think there's a real possibility we'll look at it, but I'm not for sure. But at least you have one anyway. And if you don't use it, you can... Uh, Guess and fill in the blanks or draw pictures on or something or write notes, but we're not going to be using that line to start off with, but I'm reasonably sure we'll get to it because God wants to talk to people today in a real way. We'll go with that. And so a couple of books out of the bookstore that are in life, what we're going to talk about today, this is called Zoe. It's Z-O-E, but it's a Greek word that's pronounced Zoe, the God kind of life. We're going to be talking somewhat about Zoe, the God kind of life. I saw we had a lot of copies of this, so when I talk about that in a little bit, if you Thank you. Something you ought to learn more about that a lot I learned. I learned how this book and off Brother Hagen. And then right here, Jesus, the open door. Jesus, the open door. Everything good you're ever going to receive in life is going to come because of Jesus. 
Anything bad that happens to your life, Jesus told us about in John 10, 10. He says the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It wasn't him. He's the good one. So anyway, I want you to open up to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. It's not on your notes. And, you know, I'll tell you, in a church like this, some churches it probably doesn't really matter, but in a church like this, it's probably a good thing to carry a Bible with you and to bring a Bible. And matter of fact, if you need a Bible, we have some out here that they loan out during the service. If you need a Bible because you don't have one with you, hold up your hand. These guys will let you borrow a Bible for the service. Need one over here, Jess. Anybody else need a Bible, you can look at one. We'll have them on the screen. But it's so good to look at your Bible. And I was blessed this week down at San Diego. We, not San Diego, was down at Pendleton, Camp Pendleton. My son Joe graduated from another phase of Marie's. But anyway, we was in a, we was in a room there. And I opened the door just to see if they still had Gideons in there. They still had a Gideon's Bible this hotel we was at. Amen. Amen. It's, uh, I don't usually stay at Lakita's, but I did this time. So maybe Lakita's a pretty good bunch of people. They got a Gideon's Bible in the drawer. And so give, give a hand for that, that people, sinners, crying out to God, can stay in some hotels and still get a Bible out. Amen. I just, I, I love that. But anyway, uh, you notice this title here is What's in a Name? It's on your outline there. The Lord spoke that to me a couple weeks ago, and uh, I wrote out a sermon that we're going to look at here, if we do, that uh, you have on your outline. But then this morning, when I was in my time with the Lord worshiping, I picked up on some more of the why he wants me to preach this today, why he wants me to preach it, as the angle's not on your outline there, but as I was worshiping him today, I really saw, I mean, I knew, but I saw more for you what God wants you to know about the name of Jesus. What's the name? Look at Acts chapter 4. We'll look at verse 7. And what this whole thing's about, this, this, this story here started in Acts chapter 3, verse 1. There was a crippled man that was 38 years old and never walked. That sounds like a pretty impossible thing, doesn't it? 38 years old and had never walked. And so Peter and John saw him, a guy they didn't know, and the guy was a beggar on the street. He's a street person begging. And so he said, we don't have any money on us, but we'll give you what we got in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Said in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. 38 years old, never walked. And so it says, Peter grabbed him by the hand and raised him up and said the man was walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God. And I'll tell you what, that caused the religious demons of that city to go nuts. And what we're going to look at this thing here today, what the Lord's talking about today, the the religious demons in America right now are going nuts. That's why they stopped us from saying Merry Christmas. That's why they wanted to get the name of Jesus off of schools, out of schools, out of public places. That's why they tried to stop out the name of Jesus. You're going to see that very real in this passage right here. And so this whole thing starts right here. These people did not like uh, Peter and John talking about the name of Jesus. This man got healed in the name of Jesus. That was contrary to all the religion, everything they preached. It was different. They thought it made them look bad. And so they're wanting to beat uh, Peter and John. And then I want you to notice verse 7. And when they had set them in the midst, that's all the religious people, the bad guys, they asked, by what power, by what name, by what name have you done this? By what name have you done this? 
Well, in the public schools of America, basically, it's okay to talk about Allah. To talk about Buddha. To talk about any other religion you want to. But our public schools, it's happened too long. And our government's happened too long to say, we don't want to offend somebody, just don't talk about Christianity or Jesus. And we're going to see why today we need as Christians to get more bold and start talking about our Jesus. Amen. And so, you know, these religious people, I want you to see this. They said, by what name? You know, somebody said, well, we used the name of Allah before nobody got healed. We used Buddha before nobody got healed. Or whatever God was, nobody got healed. But you guys are using the name of Jesus, and this man's getting healed. No, don't do that anymore, because that, that, that makes all of our religions look bad. Somebody shout, will you? Get excited about this. I want you to see this. And so anyway, then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said to them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent or crippled man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Jesus was already dead and raised from the dead then. This was believers and disciples that were going forth in the book of Acts. By the way, the book of Acts stands for actions. Actions of the early church. Actions, actions of Christians. And so Jesus, one of the last things Jesus did before he went to heaven in Matthew 28, you can read it at the last three verses of Matthew 28. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15 through 20, I just prayed up here in line with what Jesus told us, what he told these guys. He told them, in my name you preach the gospel, in the name of Jesus. They heard him, they believed it. Said, in my name you cast out devils. They heard him and they believed it. Said, in my name you lay hands on sick and they shall recover. Well, Jesus, we're in America now. They made a law. We'll let these little children come to school and talk about everything, come from drug-addicted homes come from pornographic homes. These little oppressed children come to our, ch- our schools hungry, but we won't speak the name of Jesus because they said we can't. Wow. You want to know why our schools have went downhill all these years? When I went to school back in the 50s and 60s, they still used the name of Jesus in public schools, maybe more so than doing some Christian schools now. I don't know. I don't know all Christian schools. But I know what works. And so anyway... The disciples heard that, and they did that, and said, By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. Said, This man's whole because we spoke in the name of Jesus. When we spoke in the name of Jesus, all the power, remember that song we sang about the power? All the power, all the ability, everything that Jesus was, And everything that Jesus is, is behind that name. We speak that name, the devil still flees. We speak that name, people still get healed. And so anyway, said, this is the stone which was set at naught of the builders, which become the head of the cornerstone. And that's in, uh, quoting from uh, Acts, or from Psalms 118. Now look at this, here's verse 12. We're talking about what's in a name. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's the only name that's going to bring victory. That's the only name that's going to bring deliverance from the devil. That's the only name 
that's going to stop murder. That's the only name that's going to stop, stop drug dealers. That's the only name that's going to cause the city to prosper. It's the name of Jesus. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they saw the boldness. When you speak the name of Jesus, you will get bold. And perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding or looked at the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. The evidence was right there. What are they going to say? Here's this guy who was crippled 38 years, and now he's healed. So what are they going to say? That's a bad thing. That man's healed. They said, boy, we can't say that, man. Everybody stole us. It was, that's a bad thing. How many know today there's things that happen in our country that are good things, and the liberal people and the liberal press comes out and says, well, that's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. They don't say it when something really good's happened because they know they're going to be in trouble. So what do they do? They attack the messengers. Amen. But when you got the evidence right there, when you got the evidence, I love it. I've always loved it since I was a baby Christian. I found out the power in the name of Jesus. Well, I can go into a sick room, and there's people who are absolute unbelievers, people that are perverts and weirdos like that, and they've got a sick child, and I walk in the name of Jesus, lay hands on them. All of a sudden, they're reverent, and they bow their head and say stuff like, I'll come to your church. Where's your church at? That's because the name of Jesus is where the power is at. But you know what? You know what never gets the job done? Oh, dear God. You know what? Atheists say God. They put another word with it. (laughs) The wrong word. But I'm telling you, we as believers have to get beyond the dear gods. We got to get to the name of Jesus. And so look at this. Verse 15, but when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves. They had a little powwow. They got together, say, what shall we do to these men? For the deed, a notable miracle hath been done by them as manifest or evident, seen to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. We cannot deny it. Now look at this. Tell me if this sounds familiar right here. But that is spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them, that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. They said, you guys can't use the name of Jesus anymore. Talk about God all you want to, but just don't talk about Jesus. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. Does this sound familiar? And you notice what they said? That is spread no further. That is spread no further. Has anybody noticed that when we took Jesus and his name out of our schools, out of our government, that the gospel quit spreading? Why did the gospel quit spreading in America? Because the name of Jesus was taken out of America. When the name of Jesus was taken out of America, you notice what he said in verse 12, that's the only name there's salvation in. That's the only name there's power in. And so if we want the power of God back in our schools, in our government, in our churches, in our society... We're going to start doing what these guys did, be bold to speak the name of Jesus. Amen. And so America became a great nation because America's forefathers and founders promoted Christ and the Christian faith. That's why we became great. And, you know, forget political slogans. I want America great again because I want the name of Jesus to become great again in America. Amen. And so people were influenced by demon spirits here in the book of Acts. To stop the name of Jesus. And so 
these men in the book of Acts, rather than stopping it, they turned it up. They said that much more. They turned it up. Did they get persecuted? Yeah, but all the disciples were killed one time or another. Things happened. But the gospel spread to get to where we are today. And so I'm telling you right now. Now listen to this. We talked a while ago when I was praying for people about the two worlds we live in. There's a spiritual world. Our spirit is in contact with God. Our body and our soul is in contact with this world around us. And so demons are like angels. They're eternal beings. They live forever. Demons are fallen angels. And so these same demons, these same demons that influence these people in the book of Acts to try to shut down the name of Jesus are the same demons today. Try to shut down the name of Jesus across the world today, in America today. And so we, as Christians, we're going to look at things in the Word of God today. We, as Christians, must get a fresh revelation of the name of Jesus. You know, I think about, I think about the Christmas part. When you break that word down, that's Christ Mass. Christ is who Jesus was. Christ means the anointed one. Jesus was the anointed one. Mass means a celebration. You have mass in the Catholic churches, mass in different religions. That's celebrations of religious things, of spiritual things. Christ Mass is supposed to be a celebration of the birth of Christ. So when we say the name or the phrase, Mary Christ Mass, we're telling the people every time we say that, we're celebrating the birth of our Savior. We're celebrating the anointing. We're celebrating the anointed one. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus. And, you know, you think about it. Sometimes people say, well, you know, we can't stop it all, so we'll just call it X Mass. They're not going to X my Christ out. Amen. I don't have an X Mass. I have a present Mass. My present Christ today is the one I celebrate. And, you know, something else to stop and think about. In our land today, I think about it. We were, we were at a restaurant eating yesterday, and I know the people from the nation of India own the restaurant. And they had Merry Christmas across the counter up there. They had a Christmas tree sitting on the counter. They had decorations in the restaurant. And I said, that must be born again Indians, Christian, you know, the Christians. Most be born again Christians from India in this restaurant here because of what they've got. But I've noticed, I've noticed we've had a breakthrough in America in the last season. And Christians start to get bold again about taking back Christmas again. Christians start to get bold again about speaking about Jesus at Christmas time. And so what I'm saying is this. That same power that we sang about the raised Christ from the deaths in the name of Jesus. That same power today in the name of Jesus that set a lot of people free in this church that came up here today. That same power in the name of Jesus is in you on your job. That same power in the name of Jesus is with you at your family get-togethers. That same power in the name of Jesus is with you when you go Christmas shopping and you're talking to somebody in the store, maybe a stranger, maybe a friend, and they say, oh, I got a sniffle, I've been under the weather. That's the time you do like they did in Acts chapter 3. Say, well, I'll tell you what, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And you don't even have to pray. You can pray if you want to. We can just say in the name of Jesus. Because in Acts chapter 3, verse 1, when you read that, they didn't even pray. Say in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And so we have to know the power is not in our ability. The power is in the name of Jesus. And so when we say in the name of Jesus, you be healed. In the name of Jesus, you get better. Amen? 
And so that's what God wants to get across today. He wants you to get the revelation. Quit being timid. Start being bold about the name of Jesus. I want you to look at Colossians 3.17, and then we're going to get into the outline. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. And I want you to see this with your own eyes. And, you know, it used to be when I was first saved, it was kind of hard sometimes to use the name of Jesus all the time. But I do now. It's just much my lifestyle. I don't even realize I'm doing it. But I remember when I first started doing it, I was self-conscious of it because sometimes people would say goofy things to me like, oh, you're one of those Jesus, Jesus freaks? Oh, you're one of those Jesus nuts? Oh, you're a fanatic. I say, yeah, I'm fanatically healed. I'm fanatically saved. I'm fanatically free. I'm fanatically not depressed anymore. I'm fanatically blessed. Yes, I am a fanatic. If they could paint their bodies up and go to goofy ball games, if they could get fanatic about politicians, I'm going to stay fanatical about the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus saved me. The name of Jesus delivered me. The name of Jesus got me a beautiful wife. The name of Jesus gave me an awesome family. The name of Jesus healed my son of leukemia. The name of Jesus raised my son up when he was crippled. The name of Jesus has set my family free. And so, yes, I've got to be bold to speak the name of Jesus. And when I, when, I, when I talk to people, whether they're sinners or Christians, and they bring their problems to me, whether it's a stranger in the store I meet, a stranger in a restaurant I meet, or whatever it is, I'll listen to all the chit-chat and the problems because you have to. It's the right thing to do. But I'll always come back to the same place, square one. Jesus is the answer to everything you're telling me about. Jesus is the answer, and I can pray for you in the name of Jesus. I can get you free today, but if you don't choose to follow Jesus today and start following Jesus, then you won't stay free. But I can get you free because I know every time I pray in the name of Jesus, he shows up and he answers. Every time I lay hands on somebody in the name of Jesus, healing power of God shows up and it goes into their body. But if they choose, it's Jesus said a couple of different times, like think of in the Bible, He got people healed. He got people delivered. And then he said these words. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Jesus said, I'll take care of this for you now, but now you need to come and follow me. And so how do you follow Jesus today? You go to church. You read your Bible. You start living for him. And if you see you're going back down the wrong road again, you quickly say, Lord, forgive me. Help me get back on the path. Help me get back on the road. Amen? And so I'm bold to tell everybody I talk about when they need help, Jesus is your answer. I can pray for you, but you're the one who has to make that choice. You're going to follow him. Amen? Colossians 3.17 says this. Paul said this. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God and the Father by Him. So Paul knew the power and victory in the name of Jesus. You know, I know Christians that are afraid to fly on airplanes. I'm not afraid to fly on airplanes. I get on airplanes in the name of Jesus. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to have a fear, but I'd be more afraid to drive to Los Angeles if I did than I would fly on an airplane. If I get in a car to go down there, I go down there in the name of Jesus. Why is that? Paul 
had a revelation. He said, whatever you do, said, you do it all in the name of Jesus. If I were looking for a job today, I'd fill out that application in the name of Jesus. If I were going to have a job interview, I'd say, I'm going to have this interview in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I'm walking to the favor of God. In the name of Jesus, these people like me. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to the front of the line. In Jesus' name, I've got this. Why is that? Paul said, there's power in the name of Jesus. Paul said, in everything you do, word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Well, I balance my checkbook. I balance my checkbook in the name of Jesus. You know, some people say, what is balance a checkbook? That's why your finance is such a mess. Somebody said, well, as long as I accept my debit card, I'll just keep on using it. Then when that statement shows up, you got all those 20 or $30 debit, 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 debit on top of your little thing you did because you didn't have it. Then you're going to say, boy, I wish I would have obeyed. I would have done this in the name of Jesus. And then balanced it and not go beyond what you... Oh, that's, a, that's a buddy trail. Somebody needed that. FPU is coming up in January, Financial Peace University. What I'm telling you is this. What's in a name? Paul said, whatever you do, you do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, I want you to look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. So that, that was the setup for getting to our outline, that Jesus and God the Father, what's the body of Christ, have a rev- revelation of his name. Quit being politically correct. Start being biblically correct. Amen. The same demons that told the disciples in the book of Acts said, don't preach, don't teach, don't use this name anymore, are the same demons today trying to tell American Christians, don't use this name. And Christians around the world, except in America, they don't cut your head off for it. But if we don't get strong, that day could come to America. we got to change things now. Amen? Somebody said, well, I'm getting really uncomfortable right now. Well, tell the devil to get off you and get out of here then in the name of Jesus because the devil gets uncomfortable about the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus will give you peace. He'll give you blessing. So Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And by the way, this was written approximately 750 years before Jesus Christ was even born. And so this is prophesying. And what prophesying is, is calling those things from the future as if you're happening right now. And so sometimes by the Spirit of God, you'll see things in your life even. They won't be now, but they'll be for later. But you'll see them now as you begin to walk it out. And so 750 years before Christ was conceived and born, it says, For unto us a, ch- a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name, his name, we're talking about what's in a name, his name shall be called Wonderful. What's in a name? Wonderful. Counselor, that's where your counsel, that's where your help comes from, is from Jesus. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, that's part of what's in the name of Jesus. God the Father is the one that gave the name. And you know, I just think about, when I become a Christian and started producing children in marriage, then I knew how important names was for my children. And I didn't just lose the give names, but I think about Joshua. One of the most amazing things ever happened. Married to Mrs. Pastor. I'd been married before, had two children. And uh, so I'd already been 
there before, but been divorced before, become a Christian, etc., etc. And so this guy was born, and because she thought, said thought, that there's a girl all the time, she had all kinds of nice girl stuff names, but no boy names. And so, like good husbands, because she knew she was going to have a girl, I just stayed out of the way. I didn't think about any names. I just got out of the way. said, man, she's got this. And so then, in that birth room, when this guy came out, all of a sudden, it's obvious it's not a girl. <laughs> and so, all of a sudden, her good girl names, I think she had married, didn't you? Was that the name you had for him? Okay, blew that one too, didn't you? Forgive me. <laughs> okay, and so, had no girl names, and she's, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I'll never forget it. I hadn't prayed about any names or anything like that. I'm walking out the door of the recovery room, and this was so weird. Anybody ever, well, some of the older generation, remember Betty Davis? Remember all the mean roles of Betty Davis? All the places she was always the mean lady. Well, right when I was walking out, they had this sergeant of arms nurse, and they used to have nurses who looked mean as bulldogs. They wore these starchy white uniforms, and they wanted to hit you. And they always had big needles that long, but they shoot you. Well, that's what they look like to me anyway. <laughs> I'm walking out, and this, what I'm getting at is it wasn't a spiritual atmosphere at all. She's in there crying because she got a boy instead of a girl, but she's happy now. <laughs> and, and no name. And I looked down, I looked down at this sergeant nurse sitting there, and she has a Betty Davis book, her biography called, it said, Mom, mom, mother dearest, or mama dearest, or something. It was Betty Davis's autobiography. This woman, man, looked like. And all I'm thinking, let me get past her and get out of here. I don't want her hit me. And right when I look at that lady, I heard this just as clear as a bell. You know, sometimes you hear the voice of the Lord really strong where it shocks you, and it's God talking to you. I just as clear as a bell, I heard this. His name's Joshua Aaron. I wasn't expecting that. She's the one the name person. His name's Joshua Aaron. I thought, Mama dearest, I don't care now. I turned around and walked back in the room. I said, his name's Joshua Aaron. God just told me. And so we looked up that later on, and Joshua in the name book, the Christian name book, said Joshua means God of salvation, and Aaron means bringer of light. And so God gave him two very biblical names, which is really good. And, you know, sometimes you think things are going to fall into a pattern. i, I, I got to get back to the main message. Anyway, but when David came along a couple years later, <laughs> I kept on waiting for him to tell me his name. He wouldn't tell me. <laughs> and so Mrs. Pastor again knew it was a girl. And so we was the same place we were again. Didn't have a girl. Obviously, it's a boy. And so anyway, in the hospital two or three days, and, and no names. I kept waiting. He wouldn't give me names. Finally, the nurse came in and said, we can't release him by the name of that birth certificate. And said, if you don't name this boy, we're going to. So, we just kind of sit there and did a little prayer and still didn't hear anything. So, we came up with a good name, David Jeremiah. So, we looked that one up to That was God's beloved. I forget what Jeremiah was. You, what's Jeremiah? You don't even know? <laughs> well, we shouldn't even give you a middle name then. <laughs> so, so anyway, I'm saying that names are very important. And God wants fathers to give names to their children and mothers. 
But I said that just getting to the lesson. God the Father gave Jesus his name. He didn't do it just go, you know what, that'll sound good. That's got a good ring to it. You know, that's got a good ring to it. In modern times, that's so nice to say, Merry Christmas, and we're worshiping Jesus. No, he gave Jesus the name for a person that said, he's got me in him. Mighty Father is in the name of Jesus. Counselor is in the name of Jesus. Wonderful is in the name of Jesus. Delivers in the name of Jesus. Healers in the name of Jesus. Saviors in the name of Jesus. When we say in the name of Jesus, that's a catch-all for every victory the human race will ever need. Amen. Everything is in the name of Jesus. And write down Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. It says that God, those verses say, God gave him a name that's above every name. That the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. And so, let's go to John chapter 3, verse 16. And I want to say again, what the Lord wants to accomplish today is to get his people to begin to get very bold and start speaking the name of Jesus. You know, let, let, me, let me give you a little challenge. When you're talking to your friends and your neighbors, step up one level instead of saying, God bless you, start saying, Jesus loves you and Jesus wants to bless you. Amen. And when you start praying over your holiday meals, if you don't pray the same way already, Jesus said, pray to the Father in my name and he will answer. So when you're with all your sinner relatives at holiday time, instead of saying, oh, dear God, thy gracious one, start saying, Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus. I got my family here, Lord. And Father, I want to thank you that Jesus is the reason we're here. I want to thank you, Lord, that you died for our sins. I tell you what, when you got your sinner family in there, the heads are bowed, they're expecting some religious prayer, and you pray that, you're going to bind the devil up when you're praying in the name of Jesus. And say, Lord, we just want to thank you. We can celebrate your birth this season. We want to thank you, Jesus, for blessing our food. We want to thank you, Jesus, for blessing our family. We want to thank you, Jesus, for healing our family. We want to thank you, Jesus, for restoring our family. We want to thank you, Jesus, for delivering our family. Oh, Jesus, we thank you for the victory. Just step it up a notch this year, because in that name that God gave him that name, that name will heal your family. That name will bring your family together. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. Are you getting this? Amen. John chapter 3, verse 16 says this, for God so loved the world, that would include me. That would include you. God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son. That is the first Christmas gift right there. God gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so God the Father is the greatest gift giver of all times. Everlasting life means eternal life. It's the greatest gift that you can ever receive. Eternal life is the greatest gift you could ever receive. And it comes through Jesus. Eternal life is much more than the new birth. Eternal life is a quality of life now. Eternal life is a quality of life now. 
John 10.10, flip over a few chapters. John 10.10, quoted this while ago, but I want you to see some things in this now in line with this. John 10.10, Jesus said, The thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. I'm going to say it again. Any bad thing going on in your life right now is the devil doing it. Victory is yours in the name of Jesus. Jesus says, I am come that they might have life. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. That word life right there, there's several words in the, in the New Testament out of the Greek for life that's translated life. But this word right here means zoe, the God kind of life. Jesus said, I'm come that they might have zoe. The God kind of life. Once again, that's more than just uh, born again, which is the greatest to get to go to heaven. But that's the life of God, the Zoe down here on earth now. Amplified Bible says, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. If you're addicted to things or your loved ones are addicted, you're not enjoying life. They're not enjoying life. God wants addicts to be free. If you're sick, got a terminal illness or a chronic illness that's holding you back where you can't enjoy life, that's not Zoe. That's not the God kind of life. God wants you healed. God wants you well. If you're broke, you don't have enough money to get along and do good for your family, that's not Zoe. That's not enjoying life in abundance. God wants you to enjoy your life financially. God wants you blessed. And so the will of God is for you to be blessed spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, Socially, God wants you blessed in every aspect of this life. Now, I want you to look at Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. And we're talking about what's in a name. What's in a name? Matthew chapter 1. And this is some of our familiar verses we read at Christmas times on Christmas cards and things. But we're looking at the fact of what's in this name and why it's time to get off the happy holidays. Somebody said, happy holidays, that's all I've ever heard. Well, we're going to change that. Amen. We're getting back to Merry Christmas. Matter of fact, I saw a thing, a little news, news, news flash yesterday down in Texas. Someplace in Texas is a county that the attorney general down there is rising up against the school system in this county in Texas because some school teacher, I think third grade school teacher, had a Peanuts cartoon of the thing there for little Peanuts off that Christmas story about, about the, what Christmas is all about. And so the little thing, so the teacher said, you can't do that. This separates your church and state. Well, Texas has said passed a law a couple of years ago, and the law is called the Merry Christmas Law. And the Merry Christmas Law, that's the law of the books of Texas now, says you can't discriminate against Christians. And so... This attorney general personally called the superintendent of the school board and the county supervisors and said, you do something about that woman in that class now. Said, she's a Christian. This is Texas. It's in the law. She has a right to express her faith in what Christmas is about in that classroom. Amen. Amen. And so, isn't it time that Christians... Politicians, Christian people in public service start rising back up to the occasion and saying, this is a Christian nation. 
This is not a freedom of every religion except the Christian religion. This is a freedom of religion for the Christian religion in our nation there. So I thought that was really good that that state is rising up and defending Merry Christmas. Amen. How many of those kids there maybe come from homes where there's all kinds of bad things going on to come there, look at the little Peanuts cartoon on their school door, and that thing says, here's what Christmas is all about. Jesus Christ came to die for our sins. I thought that was good preaching. I like that. Amen. So Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, As she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. What's in a name? Shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus means Savior. No wonder the devil does not want Christians to be able to speak the name of Jesus to sinners. This is, more, this is more than a political fight. This is a spiritual way of life that must come back to our families, to our nation. And then, and then it says, verse 22, Behold, a woman, uh, now all this is done, that it might fulfill, spoken by the, uh, the Lord by the prophet, saying, and this is again from Isaiah we looked at, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, that shall call his name Emmanuel, which be interpreted as God with us. Emmanuel, Jesus, God with us. God with us. Isn't that awesome? In the name of Jesus. We use the name of Jesus. We're bringing God on the scene. We're bringing salvation on the scene. And so he shall save his people from their sins. Save comes the Greek word sozo, S-O-Z-O. That means deliverance, safety, preservation, healing, soundness, and health. Jesus is God's greatest gift to you and me. Everything you need to enjoy in life to the fullest is in the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit wants to get this across you in a very strong way today so you will shake off your fear to talk about Jesus to your family, talk about Jesus to your co-workers, to talk about Jesus to the clerk at the store, to be able to freely talk about Jesus when you bring the name of Jesus on the scene, God's showing up on the scene. The Lord showed me something years and years ago. Before I got married when I was single, I was a very, very, very fanatical soul winner and hand out tracts. I would go to public places. I'd go to parks. I'd go to hospitals. I'd walk through the ghettos of Indianapolis with hundreds of salvation tracts. I would hand them out to people. And on the front of the tract, it said, Jesus loves you in great big letters. And I would pray for people. And the Lord told me this. He showed me this in the Spirit. And it's so, so powerful. The name of Jesus showed me like this. Has anybody ever seen in those animal shows they want to catch a great big hippopotamus or some big animal? They hit up a tranquilizer dart. And that big animal falls over. Then they're able to tag them or do whatever they want to do. That great big animal, that dart paralyzes them. He told me, he said, whatever your witnesses, witnessing to people, he said, make sure the first thing you do is speak my name. He said, when you speak my name, the demons that control them are paralyzed. They can't do anything. You speak my name to paralyze the devil. So that's the first thing I would always say is, Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to help you. And when you use that name, you paralyze the demon spirits. Because Philippians chapter 2 says they've got to bow their knee and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I'm telling you, in the situations... 
in your family lives this year, when the strife starts, you just say, no, in Jesus' name, we're going to have peace in my home. Say it right in front of them. Say, in Jesus' name, we're going to have peace in this house. In Jesus' name, this is a Jesus house. This is what we're going to have. And, you know, I learned something years ago. I, too, you, I still do it. You can do it if you want to. It's totally up to you. But when I'm in a restaurant, I've done this at Chili's before. I've done a lot of Domingo's before. When I'm in a restaurant, it doesn't bother me that people drinking beer and stuff around me. If I like the food that I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat there. And we're supposed to witness anyway, so I'm there to witness being there when I'm praying. But if it's too loud or rowdy and nasty around me, you know what I do? I'll pray a second round. I'll say, Mrs. Pastor, hold my hand. You ever heard me, Dave? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes the kids want to crawl to the table sometimes, but these guys are big now, so they probably do it too. You know what I do? I say, Father, the name of Jesus, because when I say that, they shut up around me. I say, Lord, I want to thank you. You died for my sins. I want to thank you that your word says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, that if I believe in my heart and confess my mouth to your Lord, I'll be saved. Lord, I've done that. I want to thank you that I'm saved. Anybody else that wants to, they can do it too. You know what usually happens after that? You can hear a pin drop. Then you know what we do? We enjoy our food and have a normal conversation. I'm telling you, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus stops the devil. The name of Jesus brings God on the scene. We as Christians must quit being intimidated by the world. We as Christians must quit being intimidated by politically correct. Don't Christians have just as much right to express their views as anybody else? I would say even more so. Jesus Christ is the one that made this nation great. Walking away from Jesus took this nation down. If we're going to lift up the name of Jesus again, we're going to lift up our country again. Am I losing you? Matt, are you still hooked up? Amen. And so, his name's Emmanuel, God with us. What a gift. In the name of Jesus, you have deliverance, safety, preservation, healing, Soundless health. Victory is in the name of Jesus. That name is God's greatest gift to mankind. You must receive it, the gift, and unwrap it if you want it to enrich your life. If you want your life to be bettered, you've got to open the gift. How many know that if you've got a gift under your tree you never opened, it's never going to help you? It's given to you. You've got to open, you've got to open the name of Jesus. Look at Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, we're going to look at parts of the Lord's Prayer here about opening that gift. And, and I've prayed the name of Jesus already for revelation knowledge. That means the Holy Spirit showing you things in your hearts today about the things we're talking about so you can be the Christian you always wanted to be. So you can do what you've always wanted to do. Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, the Lord's Prayer. And he says, Be not you therefore like unto them, the heathen, the sinners that don't know God, says, For your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. After this manner, therefore pray you, Our Father which art in heaven. Now look at this. Hallowed be thy name. What's in the name? Holy is in the name. He said, Father, your name's holy in the name. He says, Thy kingdom come. Now look at this. Verse 10. Thy will be done 
He said, we're supposed to pray, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done in earth now. Thy will be done in my life now. He said, you're supposed to pray this. Thy will be done in my life now as it is in heaven. Somebody said, now listen to this. If you have religious spirits that's been talking to you, you listen to me now and get your eyes opened up now and get rid of dumbness. You know, that's real nice, isn't it, my dumbness? Get rid of dumbness is this. Jesus told you the will of God already in John chapter 10. I came for you to have an enjoy life. The will of God for you to have an enjoy life. Thy will be done now. God wants you to have an enjoy life. In abundance to the full till it overflows. Somebody said, well, I don't know the will of God. Well, buy a Bible. <laughs> Amen. And then read a Bible. It doesn't make any difference. These don't spell good on Facebook. I get tired of all the ignorance on Facebook how people spell words. Read the Bible, you'll learn how to spell some words even. But anyway, even if you can't spell good, if you can read, God will talk to you from the Bible. If you want to know the will of God, the will of God is this John chapter 10. Jesus said, I'm a gift from God. I came for you to have Zoe. I came for you to have sozo. I came for you for having to enjoy life in abundance to the fold till it overflows. I want you delivered. I want you healed. I want you making good money. I want your family free. I want you enjoying Christmas. I want you to have a good car. Somebody said, I didn't see cars in the Bible. You didn't read it then. He said in John chapter 10, verse 10, he wants you to have an enjoy life. In modern times in America, if you don't have a good car to get you somewhere, you're not enjoying life very much. Well, I had a good car, but I didn't have no money for insurance. Well, you're not walking to Zoe yet then. Zoe says, what you enjoy life. God doesn't bless you for a good car. If you're not going to bless you for insurance money and gasoline money and what it takes. Yeah, but my car needs a starter that costs $35. You think God went broke? Pastor Dave preached one three weeks ago on a Sunday night about multiplying the fishes and the loaves. Anybody ever read those stories? People needed. God blessed it. And God multiplied the fishes and the loaves. Did it for like 5,000 people. They did it for 3,000 people. And then the disciples come up against another time where they needed some stuff. And Jesus said, did you forget already what I did? He said, I did it then. And I did it then. Don't you think I can do it now? If God blessed you with the car, can't God bless you with $35 for a starter? If God blessed you with the car, can't he bless you with more than putting $2 worth of gas in it? Somebody said, Pastor, it's getting kind of personal right now because you're talking to me. No, I'm not talking to you. The Holy Spirit is. Holy Spirit is telling you. The will of God is for you to have and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. If your car needs fixed, God's got the money. If your car needs fixed, God's got the right mechanic. God's got the right people to take care of you if your car needs fixed. Jesus said right here, said you're supposed to pray, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Well, that must be his will for me to walk then. Okay, if you're having and enjoying life and walking, then it is. 
I mean, Chuck's a different guy by himself. Chuck likes to ride his bike 25 miles to church because <laughs> he wants to, not because he has to. And so if I'm going to walk to church from my house, it's going to be because I want to, not because I'm forced to. Amen. There's a difference. And so the whole thing is, Jesus said, thy will be done. And thy will, he told us, is Zoe life. Have an enjoyed life. Is this helping anybody? And it's all in the name of Jesus. It's all in the name of Jesus. And so, uh, talk about Zoe life. That's the life you'll have when you get to heaven, is Zoe in heaven. That's an eternal life. But in Zoe, in heaven, there's no sickness. In heaven, there's no disease. He said, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, there's no poverty. Now, get this. Get this. I think this will speak to you pretty strong. In heaven, families don't fight each other and hate each other. In heaven, there's no strife in relationships. And so you unwrap the gift by studying the Bible and learning what belongs to you because of what Jesus did. And Jesus said, pray, thy will be done in my life on earth, just like it will be done when I get to heaven. Somebody said, that just sounds too good to be true, Pastor. You need to unwrap the gift. Jesus said, thy will be done in your life today as it is in heaven. There's no cancer in heaven. No depression in heaven. And I like what I heard Jesse DePlantis say years ago. Jesus did not say, in my father's house are many trailers. He said many mansions. You know, and I'm not putting down on trailers at all. No way, shape, or form. I've lived in trailers. Mrs. Pastor and I one time, to go from one phase of life to the other, we lived in a little old trailer that our bedroom was so small that our just a full-size bed touched all the walls. We opened the door, and the door would only open so far, we had to squeeze in like this and crawl on our knees across the bed, crawl on our knees across the bed. So I'm not at all knocking trailers, but I'm just saying that in heaven, God has abundance for you. In heaven, God has abundance of everything on earth. He said he wants you on earth to have what you could have when you get to heaven. He wants you to have peace now. But he said, your father knows what you have need of. Then he said, you pray. He said, you have to pray that the will of God be done in your life now as it is in heaven. And so why do you have to pray that? Because we have authority on earth. Jesus told us before he went to heaven, he said, I'm going to be at my father. Now you go in my name. He said, you're the one going to cast out devils now. I'm out of here, but you got my name now. You cast them out. He said, I'm going up to heaven. I'm going to tell you right now. He said, what you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. What you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. Now, I'm going to make a statement to you. Listen to this real close. Why is the will of God done so easily in heaven but not on earth? There's no demonic resistance in heaven. There's no flesh in heaven. Down here on earth, you've got two enemies. Your primary number one enemy is probably that person you look at in the mirror every morning. That's your first enemy. You have to get that you out of the way. Then the number two enemy is demons. And so in heaven, there's no demons, there's no flesh. That's why the will of God down here on earth is so hard to come to pass sometimes because you are not taking authority over the flesh and over the demons. 
you begin to take authority over things, when you pray, you're going to see your life change. Amen. Well, we're going to we're going to wrap it up by looking at this next little part right here. We'll close it down. But I believe in Jesus name that lives are changing. Romans chapter 10, verse eight. We're talking about unwrapping all there is that's in the name of Jesus. Unwrapping everything there is in this precious gift. The greatest gift God ever gave was his son. And it's an ongoing thing. You know, they got this expression. I can't even remember where it came from now. But they remember this thing called the gift that keeps on giving? It's Jesus. He is the gift that keeps on giving. A while ago, when I prayed for people up here in this line, he was given right then. He was given deliverance. He was given victory. He was given freedom to people up here in this line this morning. And so Romans chapter 10 you're praying, thy will be done. But then in verse 8, it says, What saith it? The word is nigh thee, or near, near thee. God's word is even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So, so to get the most benefit out of God's gift of salvation through Jesus, his word must be in your mouth and in your heart. You don't just keep Jesus in your heart. You've got to have it in your mouth, too. You've got to be speaking the name of Jesus. Verse 9 then says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart God raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For if the heart man believeth unto righteousness, as the mouth confession is made unto salvation, and I'm going to tell you what those words mean, just real simply. You receive eternal life and are born again when you follow these instructions in prayer, but everything else you receive from God happens this same way. For with the heart man believeth, Faith is always of your heart, not your head. Always of your heart, not your head. When you get born again, it's not because of your head. It's because in your heart you believe that Jesus is God's Son. He died for your sins. And so faith is always a spiritual force. Faith is a spiritual force. It's released through words out of your mouth. With your mouth, confession is made in salvation. Confession here comes from the Greek word homologia, that means to say the same as. That's why he said, the word is in your mouth. You must begin to say the same thing God says about your life, about your situation. Confession is made into salvation. Once again, that's the word here, soteria. That's confession made into your deliverance, to your safety, to your preservation, to your healing, soundness, and health. So if you want all Jesus did for you to come to pass now in this life on earth, you must say what God's Word says about your life, about your situation. It's all the name of Jesus. Savior, God with us. Say this, say this to me right now. In the name of Jesus, I am delivered. In the name of Jesus, I am healed. In the name of Jesus, I am protected. In the name of Jesus, I have a sound mind. In the name of Jesus, my family is serving God. In the name of Jesus, my needs are met abundantly. And now, one more thing as we're closing. If you don't have one of these Never Again cards, we had these out about a month or two ago. These are on that information booth back there. This shows you things you confess in your life in the name of Jesus, the Word of God to help you get the victory. And so what's in a name? 
Victory's in the name of Jesus. Everything you need now in this life's in the name of Jesus. Eternal life going to heaven's in the name of Jesus. You're the one that's been given the gift. You're the one has to open your gift. So be free this season and all year long to speak, to preach, to talk, to pray in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Let's stand up. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm all fired up. And like the man said, if that doesn't light your fire, your wood's all wet. (laughs) Amen. And so uh, we're here to pray for you, to lay hands on you. Many of you have been ministered to already. But if you're not sure, the number one thing that I always must say as God's representative, if you're not sure.